0: Hey folks, I hope you're all doing well. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about what I titled The Wounded Brother. So before we get into things, let's just open up in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for all of our many blessings. I thank you for the gift of your word, Father. And I just pray that your word will be spoken, that I would not be able to speak, but only you be able to speak, Father. Just open our hearts to receive what you have and bless this time. In the name holy name, amen. Uh, today, our first passage will be coming out of the book of James, chapter 3, starting in verse 3. Uh, dealing particularly in the power of the tongue and what great power it has, even for such a small thing. Uh, that's why James 3, 3 through 12 has always been a major uh, passage in my life. So let's start out with verse 3. So See how we put bits into the mouths of horses, that they may obey us. And we control their whole bodies, and observe ships, though they are as great, and we are driven by fierce winds, yet they are directed with a very small rudder, wherever the captain pleases, even so the tongue is a little part of the body, and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. The tongue is a fire, a world of evil. The tongue is among the parts of the body, defiling the entire body or the whole body and setting the course of nature on fire. It is set on fire by hell. All kinds of beasts and birds and serpents and things in the sea are tamed or have been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse man, who are made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and curses. My brothers, these things ought not be so. Does a spring yield at the same opening sweet and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a vine figs so no spring can yield both salt water and fresh water? Folks, we have got to learn how to guard our tongues, how to girl our tongues, how to control them, what we say, whether it be harsh words or untrue words or even worse Some gossips, which is part true, part not true, part hearsay, part... I'm trying to spread the rumor here. Our tongues and what we say can ruin a life. It can wound a brother or it can heal a brother. Proverbs 18, 19 says, A brother offended is harder to be won. Than a strong city. And the contentions are like the bars of a castle. So, what we say has impact. Whoever came up with the old saying years ago of sticks and stones might break my bones, but words can never harm me. That was an outright lie. That guy needs to be kicked in the hind end because that is an outright lie. Words do hurt. What we say does hurt. So we can either build up or we can tear down. Word of God says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So we need to be very cautious of the words that we use. Not just the words that we use, but the tone that we use it in. It says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? That's found in Proverbs 18.14. And then farther down in Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We got to be careful what we say. What we speak, we will reap. What we speak, we'll eat the fruit of. So if we're speaking life into somebody, we're going to see that life come back into our lives. If we're speaking bitterness into somebody, we're going to be seeing and feeling bitterness within our lives. What's in the heart outflows through the mouth. A man speaketh what's in his heart. So we've got to be cautious of that. Unfortunately, sometimes when we're not conscious of that, unfortunately, sometimes we can wound a brother, which is very dangerous, very bad, because as it was saying in Proverbs 18, 19, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. So the words that we speak are like a shot from a gun. Once we pull that trigger, we can't pull that bullet back. Once we've spoken something, We can't pull it back. Now, we can try and do damage control, and we can try and mend wounds, and we can try and make amends, but the damage has already been done. If we lie to a brother, he's never going to trust us. Doesn't matter what we do. It's always going to be in the back of his his head. That, That dude lied to me. I don't know if I can trust him. If we're bitter towards a brother and really harsh, brother's going to go away very disheartened, very wounded. He's not going to talk to us. It's going to be kind of hard to track him down, and even when we do, he's not going to trust us to listen to what he has to say. He's not going to trust us to be able to say that I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm sorry I said it like that still going to be in the back of his mind. Home dude here just said this to me. He just cut me very deep. And I'll admit, sometimes we allow ourselves to get cut when we shouldn't allow ourselves to get cut. Sometimes we look a little bit too deep into what somebody else just said we got to be cautious of that too cuz it can be a two-way street. We can take somebody's words and we can set the world ablaze with something that they said and they didn't even mean it that way. It's kind of like uh at one point being a uh, being a volunteer firefighter, I uh, I had some brothers that were having an argument about something and one left very wounded and I told my wife, I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to run up the street. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go put out a fire. And I left. And I went on up the street, and I I did. I put out that fire of my wounded brother, and I tended to that wound and brought him back to where we didn't have a complete separation of the friend group there. The problem is my wife didn't understand if I was talking about going to respond to an actual fire. Or if I was trying to fix a relationship between two brothers. So sometimes our communication is very important too. We got to be careful of how we communicate and make sure that we communicate clearly. That's sometimes something that I lack and I'm not very strong at sometimes is communicating clearly. And it's something that I need to improve on. But I've also seen times where, especially during political seasons, somebody will take a snippet of what somebody said publicly, and they will completely twist it, take it out of context and completely twist it to mean something very evil, very wrong. And they'll use that against their political uh, their campaign, their opponent there.
1: But sometimes
0: we're guilty of doing that in regular life, especially intimate partners. If you uh, if you've ever been involved in a long-term relationship, in particular marriage, you'll also figure out very quickly that when it's time to come to arguments, if we're not being healthy about our arguments and not being civil about it, sometimes the quickest thing that we'll do is we'll say something off the wall just to cut the opponent there because we're doing it out of love i'm not doing it out of love excuse me we're not arguing out of a place of love so what we're saying is not going to be out of a place of love so we may say some of the stupidest crap just to cut our partner they're talking back and forth talking back and forth and the husband looks at the wife and says that's right you're just like your mama Knowing the last thing that she wants to be is
1: like her mama.
0: Are going back and forth and they're arguing back and forth. And she'll look at him and say, yeah, you got small feet too. Like, what does that mean? Hello, why why are you bringing my feet into this woman? That wasn't said to me, but just being hypothetical here. He cut. She knew that he was subconscious about his feet, so she cut him where it hurt. He knew that she was subconscious about being likened to her mother, so he cut her like that. And that's what the devil wants us to do, is to cut each other the way that we are creating larger and larger voids in between each other. And that is not what Jesus had in mind for us. If you look back to the Garden of Gethsemane, one of the things that he was praying for the most is that we could be of one mind, that we could be one as him and the Father are one. And if we're cutting each other with our words and allowing division to happen, we are not being of one mind. And as I've I've said before, being of one mind does not necessarily mean that you 100% agree on absolutely everything. But you do agree on the course that you're taking. You agree on the direction that you're going, which should be a small and narrow road, if you're being biblical about it, not a wide highway. I was uh, listening to the uh, Christian radio the other day, and I was hearing a... uh, old southern gospel song and it i had to shake my head and nothing against these guys i know their heart was in the right place but they was sitting there singing about how there's a highway to heaven there's a highway to heaven and i'm sitting there thinking like no there might be a highway to hell but there is not a highway to heaven in fact jesus himself said in matthew that the road is narrow the gate is small to heaven Wide is the path to destruction.
1: So being of one
0: mind does not necessarily mean that we 100% agree on everything, but we do agree on the direction that we're going and that we do agree that we're going to be loving towards each other and that we do agree that if arguments come about, that it's going to be civil, that it's going to be productive, And it's going to be done in the right way. There is a right way to have an argument, and there is definitely a wrong way. And Many times we fall victim into uh, going the wrong way of having an argument, which is destructive. It's like a fire. We get very narrow focused on to winning this argument of battle that we do it at whatever cost necessary, which is not good. We violate the rules of engagement in our arguments with each other.
1: Our tongue
0: is like a fire. we got to guard it. Going on to gossip. It's so easy to get tied up into the gossip around us. And it's so easy to fall into that temptation. But that is one of the most destructive things that we do and yet again we do it with our tongue we speak it out some of it's just pure being nosy we find out something that we ain't got no business knowing and we tell other people that have no business knowing somebody else's business about this ah lisa over there she's been having trouble with her children that oldest daughter of hers, she's been getting loose. She's been wearing midriffs, and I think she got a tattoo on her shoulder. Whose daggum business is that? Shut up. Seriously. Quit gossiping. Talking behind people's back like that is also very detrimental. How can you expect to have any brothers or sisters If you're talking behind their back like that. How can anybody trust you. When they really have a life crisis. If you're always spreading their business. They can't.
1: They can't.
0: So one big rule. If you feel strongly about sharing other people's business. Is ask them. Do you mind if I share this with somebody else so that we can pray with you about it? It's a little bit different story. They've been have given you permission to share the details of what they're going through, but if they say no, this needs to stay private, by golly, it needs to stay private. They came to you in good conscience. they came to you in faith that you could keep your mouth shut Cause they need to get it off their chest. they need to share. Their burden with you. And we need to get to a point where we treat that as something sacred because it is. The fact that we can have a brother or sister come to us and say, Hey, man, I'm struggling with this. I need your help. I need you to pray with me. I don't know what to do. I've got to tell somebody about this because if I keep it in, I'm going to implode on myself. I need help. I didn't come to you. So that you could tell the next person over to you, hey, guess what they got going on? They are really struggling with this. Guess guess what I heard the other day? Girl, knock it off. We need to get to a point where we treat that as something sacred. Because that is something sacred found within the confines of a relationship. Whether it be a good friendship or intimate relationship. Whether it be family or close friends or church family
1: or even co-workers. And I can speak from experience.
0: It will implode you if you don't feel like you have anybody that you can talk to about a burden. It will implode you. You will lose your mind trying to keep certain things.
1: Again, the tongue is a fire. We need to bridle our tongue. What we say
0: in anger is 99.9.9.9% of the time not what we need to be saying to somebody else. We've got to learn the art Of taking a breath before we speak. It is amazing how effective taking a deep, deep breath and letting it out slowly. It's amazing how much effect it has on what we're about to say next. Because sometimes what might just roll right off of our tongue before it processes through our brain through the frontal lobe of decision-making on whether or not this is a good thing to say or a bad thing to say. Before it can process through that frontal lobe, sometimes we got a bad habit of it bypassing the frontal lobe, coming straight out of our mouth, we hear it with our ears, and it comes back in, and our frontal lobe's going, oh, no, you didn't just say that. Got like the TikTok videos, that little song, little voice back there, going, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, that's exactly what happens sometimes. We've got to learn how to take a deep breath. We're going to get angry in life. We're going to have things that tick us off, but we've got to figure out what to do whenever we get upset. It's not a sin to get angry. There's things that are going to make us angry. Anger is an emotion. You cannot control the emotions that you feel. You can control your reactions to these emotions. Let me, re- let me say that again. You cannot control the emotions that you feel, but you can control your reactions to them. And it sounds stupid, simple, and ineffective to say that you need to take a deep breath and exhale out slowly. But it's true. Part of, physiologically, part of the reason why that is true is because whenever we take in that deep breath, we're creating gas exchange in the bottom of our lungs where the alveoli are, getting that carbon dioxide out there so that we can perfuse good oxygen up to, your, to our noggin, to our brain, so that we can think properly and process what we're about to do and how we're about to react. One of my biggest pet peeves is hearing somebody say, I ain't got no filter, I just speak the truth. Sometimes what you just said is true, but it ain't loving and it
1: ain't godly.
0: We can speak the truth and completely decimate the world around us. And we can also speak the truth I love and not only fix the issue, but grow from it and build a relationship. We can maintain a bridge. We can maintain a brother. Again, like Proverbs says, a wounded brother is hard to win back. 1819 says, a brother offended is harder to won than a strong city. And the contentions are like the bars of a castle. You know what that's saying right there? Once you've wounded that brother, those emotional walls instantly snap right back up. And those walls are thick, and they get thicker with each attack.
1: That's what that's saying right there the bars of a castle. That's
0: pure defensiveness there. And right now we're living in a society that has a bunch of damaged
1: individuals. A lot of people with a lot of baggage. This is part of why.
0: Well, I think I'm going to call this a wrap for right now. There's a lot of things on my heart that I'd like to say, but I'm feeling very strongly led to just let this stop and let this message soak in. And we might pick back up on it next week. Father God, I just thank you for your love again. Father, I just pray that your words would go out and penetrate the hearts of everybody that's got ears. That your word will manifest within our hearts, manifest within our lives. I know that your word does not return void, Father. And I'm just praying that the seeds that you've given, that they would grow and flourish and thrive in everybody's lives, Father. That we'd be made stronger followers of you, and that we be better godly people for you, Father. Help us to guard our tongues above all else, Father. In your precious holy name, amen.